Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining me on episode two of The Pleasures of Photography, a podcast for photographers by photographers. If you're listening in for the first time today, thanks for joining. I hope you enjoy today's episode. This episode is going to be kind of like a continuation of episode one, The Life, Death, and Work of Kevin Carter. If you haven't listened to that, it's not really like imperative that you do so to understand this episode, but I may be mentioning him and his work in this episode, as well as other various documentary photographers, so maybe some context may help a little bit. Uh, In this episode, we're going to be discussing some recent comments and arguments on one of my more recent TikTok posts in relation to documentary photographers, and maybe try and provide either like some context or, I don't know, maybe just a different perspective. We're just going to go ahead and hop right into it, so without any more time to waste, let's go ahead and get right into episode two, The Importance of Documentation. I figured first off, we're just gonna like kind of hop into some of the comments of that video that I was talking about that I think deserve some sort of comment or maybe clarification. Um, If you haven't seen the video, the one in discussion is one featuring the work of Kevin Carter, specifically a photograph of a malnourished child, uh, African child named uh, Kong Nyong that was being stalked by a vulture looking for its next meal and everything. If you haven't seen that photograph, I talk about it in episode one of the podcast, and uh, it's on my TikTok page and everything if you want to go and check that out, uh, just so you can kind of see what kind of photograph we're dealing with here. Um, I won't get into heavy detail. Uh, that was basically the whole first episode of the podcast, but people were really upset with Kevin Carter when the photograph was first published, and they questioned the ethics and morals of photojournalists after that. You can listen to episode one to find out more on that specific photograph and more about Kevin Carter's life, but the first comment that I saw, uh, it just says, um, something about documentary photographers just rubs me the wrong way, like y'all see pain and despair and run over to shove a camera in their face. This is an incredibly common take. A lot of people think this way, uh, and it's just something that I think is just never going to go away, unfortunately. They're... I think the big issue is that a lot of the time there's a lot of context that's missing from a photograph. You don't see the behind the scenes of what's happening whenever that photograph is being taken. And ultimately I think that's what leads to a lot of people believing that these photographers just run up there and snap this photo and are super aggressive with it and everything when nine times out of ten that's not really how it happens. Um, They're there for a purpose. and. They're there to document what's going on, uh, and if they're able to get it any way that they can get it and hope that it brings about change, then that's how they're going to do it. But I don't think that it's ever as aggressive as people really think about it being. I think it's just a matter of a lack of context and 
lack of knowledge about what's really happening in the world and only seeing that photograph and not what's happening whenever the photographer is really there. But I think what we need to be talking about is that whenever you see photographs of things that are overseas as an American, there's a purpose for those photographers being there. They're there on assignment because these things are happening in the world and that, you know, people need to be able to see what's happening. I do think that there is an issue with photographers that just aren't established or haven't established the trust within those communities. I think that that's a big part of one, understanding the culture in which you're photographing to kind of not having the right, but having the trust from those community members to be able to document that sort of stuff in the right way. I think that that's a problem that a lot of documentary photographers don't take into consideration is that you kind of build up that trust first before you just go in and you start snapping photos and everything like that. Um, I also think that a big issue for viewers, I also think that a big issue for viewers is that a lot of people want the photographer to do something more than just photograph. And when we're talking about things overseas or even in America, um, there's only so much that one person can do. There's this amazing quote by arguably one of the best photojournalists to ever live. His name is Gordon Parks. If you're not familiar with his work, I encourage you to take a look at his work. It's absolutely amazing documenting the times of segregation and uh, gang affiliation in uh, America during the 60s and 70s and all the uh, wrongdoings of America, um, as well as Harlem and things like that. Um, but he has this quote that's just brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And it, it makes me think a lot uh, about what I think about whenever I'm doing documentary photography and stuff like that. And, and the quote is, I picked up a camera because it was my choice of weapons against what I hated most about the universe. Racism, intolerance, poverty. I could have just as easily picked up a knife or a gun, like many of my childhood friends did, most of whom were murdered or put in prison. But I chose not to go that way." End quote. Uh, I think that's a brilliant quote, that his weapon of choice was a camera. Uh, and that was his way of what he believed was helping. Um, and I think that that's something that a lot of photojournalists probably carry with them as well, is that they go into these situations where their life is on the line, where people are dying, where there's famine, where there's uh, violence and everything, and you get this sense of wanting to help, of maybe even wanting to kill the person that you just saw brutally murder somebody else, and the anger that you feel, and instead of placing that anger directly into a weapon and using that to hurt somebody else, you put that into your camera and you try and bring a voice to the people that are being done wrong. Uh, and so I think that that's just something to try and take into consideration as a viewer. There's this, there's this quote from Bruce Davidson, another photographer. He says, I am in the picture, believe me. I am in the picture, but I am not the picture. And I think that that is a great quote in understanding photojournalists and everything because these, these photographers place themselves in these environments um, of danger. And a lot of the time they're there because they're passionate about what they're photographing. Uh, they, 
they're passionate about making a change and things like that. And so they relate themselves to the people in danger. Um, they, they, they are a part of the photograph, but they're not the photograph. And which kind of brings me to my next point that I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people misconstrued the protagonist of the photograph. Um, just because I feel like a lot of people will kind of see the photograph or one that's like Kevin Carter's and immediately think that the photographer is a bad person for not helping out. And they'll, they'll think of the photograph as just a photograph when in reality the person in the frame is a real person that really needs help. And that goes for any photograph of something that has to do with famine or genocide or anything like that, anything worth documenting. It, those people in the photograph are real people. Those things are actually happening. And it's not just a photograph. The protagonist is not the picture. The protagonist is the person within the frame. And it's definitely not the photographer. So I, I just think that that's something that is commonly talked about and is a misconception. Another comment says, you can bring awareness to an issue without posting a photo of a starving and dying child without their consent or knowledge. And this is, again, a very, very heavily debated comment and one that goes back and forth within the photojournalistic community since nearly day one. When to click the shutter and release and when not to take the photograph and everything. And the specific photo that was being talked about was again Kevin Carter's and it was taken in 1993. So there was no posting about it and um, there was no social media. So it wasn't something that could be easily skipped by. And unfortunately, shock factor brings attention to what needs to be seen. Um, you know, people have also made comments about how these photos are humiliating or they're devastating and it is devastating that's that's the whole point that's th these people what these people are going through is absolutely devastating it's real and the fact that it's actually happening is sad and there are people out there who have the ability to help but they aren't aware of the situations unless somebody is able to take a photograph or document it just think about think about how many things we see on the internet nowadays because someone has taken a photo of it. No matter how bad the photo is, or even a video, no matter how bad it is, how devastating it is, somebody was able to see it and change was able to be made. Now imagine how many more occurrences of devastation are out there, but we never saw it and they never got the help that they needed. Imagine how many people were out there and are out there in today's world that need help, but because nobody has been able to see what's going on, will never receive the help that they need. Now, I don't know about you personally, but to me, I want everybody to get that help. I want everybody to, I don't know. I'm just, I just feel like the comment section in which I have been scrolling through this video has just been so awful that they'd rather blame photojournalists for not helping than actually do something to help. And I think that's what is I think that's what makes me so upset is that by shedding light on what's actually happening, you are bringing in help 
you're allowing people to register in their brains that there's an issue and that people are in trouble and that there needs to be something done about this. Whereas if nobody said anything, nothing would ever change. And you can't sit here and lie and say that if you read about it, you would do something. That's a lie. And I don't care who you are, that is a lie. You have to be shown. That's just how humans work. That's just how we are as human beings. We don't believe anything until we see it. I'm the same way. I understand. But to say that photojournalists aren't important or that what they're doing is wrong is just so wrong. It's just so wrong because it's so needed in order to make change. You know, in the world that we live in today, it's like we're constantly being forced to go, to move forward, to keep looking. Endless information all just shoved in our faces at all times. Look at this, buy this, watch this, listen to this. God forbid we watch something longer than 15 seconds because our attention spans have been so dimmed down by the constant flux of information and content that's so readily available to us. Everything is just now, 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 and we rarely ever have a moment of pause, of consideration, of maybe self-dialogue, or God forbid, action. I mean, there are rarely things in today's world that allow that to happen. I just believe that documentary photographers are without a doubt one of those things that make you stop when you see an image. In a world that's so full of people looking at their screens, I think it's important to get the right images to the public, to raise concern, to take action. I mean, the effects of climate change, disappearing cultures, environmental decay, socioeconomic divides, they're all around us everywhere, happening all over the world. But we often forget because we're so busy trying to be entertained. People just race from one thing to the next. And so the question becomes, how do you make people listen when the state of the world right now is like sticking everybody in a small room that are all yelling at one another? Well, you do that by showing them. Instead of making them listen, you force them to see. And unfortunately, a lot of times that brings a lot of controversy. People have a really hard time seeing images of people struggling because people are struggling. And at, at the core of humanity, I believe that most of the population are good people. Um, it's unfortunate that a lot of the times that doesn't get documented, people being good people. Um, but I think that's just because it's it should just be normal to be a good person. And when things are happening that are devastating, that are awful, that are miserable, we want those people to not have to deal with that. Another comment that I wanted to discuss was, it's not just one comment, this comment was made nearly a thousand times on the video that I posted. And it was that these photographers will go into these war-torn, famished, disease-ridden places, and then profit off of their photographs and everything. And this is, again, another really dangerous misconception that does nothing but divide people, that, that deters us from getting the help to these people that really need the help. Documentary photographers have just not had a good 
time, <laughs> sweeping financial drought. Um, basically, budgets for magazines, have, they're all dried up. Nobody, nobody reads magazines anymore. They're, they're dried up. There's no profit to be made. It's really hard to find funding uh, for these photographers to pay their bills and everything. And so a lot of photographers have a really hard time making ends meet. And this was clear in the case of Kevin Carter and his photograph of the uh, Sudanese boy. Um, he won a Pulitzer Prize for it, and that was $15,000. And in the grand scheme of themes, $15,000 is barely anything. Um, and it, it ultimately led to him ending his own life, not being able to make ends meet when he did so much good for the country and shed so much light on the issues that were happening and everything like that, yet not being able to make ends meet because you aren't getting paid for the photographs that you take. You're, you're, you're just there, hoping that you can get something that will bring light to the subject that you're passionate about. There's another photographer, uh, his name is James Belog, and he said in an interview that the amount of time it takes to complete documentary projects puts a huge strain on the photographer's funds because really documentary photographers, they, they have extended projects. You know, it's not, it's very rarely just one image. It's usually a whole body of work. It's a book. It's a, it's a series. It's a uh, continuation of something that's been going on in a country or a community for a long time that they're documenting and it takes a really long time to complete so it's really hard for photographers to have funds and uh, James Blog said that I've often been frustrated that these extended creative projects I do take so damn long I've often contrasted the amount of time and elbow grease needed for a project compared to friends who are Writers, for example, it costs you vastly more to be out on location than it does to be a writer. With photography, you had to show up, be on the ground, have assistance, have equipment. You've got all the travel expenses and then the accommodation and all that just kills your budget. I mean, just think about just even the smallest things, just feeding yourself every day, trying to find some place to live when you're not at home, not to mention you're still paying for your home, you're still paying for rent and you have bills and you're trying to find hotels or you're sleeping in your car and, <clears throat> you know, you, you have to budget yourself. And it, it, it's really hard to find funding to provide people with these types of clarity and truths that they need to see. You know, most documentary photographers, they, they fund their projects with like a mix of government or there's NGO grants or they have commissioned work and savings from other jobs. Uh, so it's not like it's unachievable. Uh, it's just really hard work. Um, a lot of photographers, especially documentary photographers, they have one, two, three extra jobs um, just so that they can fund their own personal projects. Brendan Esposito, another documentary photographer, said that you can feel like you're running solo sometimes because it can get quite it can be quite a lonely experience. While it's hard work, photographers still manage to make a living and become successful as a result of their projects, but it's exactly what it is, it's hard work. So I think the misconception that uh, these photographers go into these areas, snap a photo, then dip out, and then they go and bask in their millions of dollars is just, it's unreasonable. And it's very far from the truth that is just, not how it is. There's a distinct 
difference between photographers who are passionate and photographers who are in it for the money. There's a dedication that the photographers that are passionate have that photographers that are in it for the money just don't have. And I don't think that photographers that were in it for the money would risk their lives nearly every single day. I'm talking being shot, being captured and tortured, being kidnapped. All these things are very real possibilities when you're out in the field as a documentary photographer. If you were in it for the money, if you were in it to be a successful photographer and you wanted a lot of money for it, you would do commercial photography. Commercial photography is where you make all your money. That's just how it is. Documentary photography is not where you're going to go if you want to make millions of dollars. Um, But that's just the difference. When a story is close to you and it keeps you interested, you don't really care about the money. You're driven by your passion and you're driven by the social change that you want to happen. I just feel like that's a really dangerous misconception that a lot of people have at documentary photographers that I I hope changes because it's just... It's very far from the truth. I think this will be one of my last um, last topics of discussion and everything, and it's just one that I wanted to bring up personally. I don't think I saw a comment about anything like this, but it's just something that has been weighing heavily on my mind since seeing all this, since seeing all this sort of hate towards documentary photographers. Um, whether you like it or not, documentary photographers play an important role in society. They're usually just on the forefront of critical issues, uh, not just wherever you're from, but across the globe. They provide this sort of clarity, uh, a sort of like window into a lot of the lives of people that we don't know. And that's needed, I think. I think, I, I believe that that's needed in order for us as a human race to understand each other. And it's essential. It's, a, it's an essential stepping stone from getting conversations started about what needs to change about what needs to happen and it's it's a it's a stepping it's a stepping stone in making social change happen especially in places like america these things these of police brutality these photographs of uh of these protests and everything it brings about change whether you want to admit it or not it's it's necessary because without seeing these things we wouldn't believe them because just think about think about the last time that you yourself have personally been a victim of famine, of genocide, of, of war crimes, of just any wrongdoing that has to come from government levels. And if your answer is no, you haven't experienced any of those, you still know about them. You're very aware that those things happen and that's because of photojournalists. And now just think about all the things that you could possibly not be aware about that are happening, of the thousands of people that are being tortured or kidnapped or the drug epidemic or famine, these people that need help. And just think about all, try and place yourself into those people's lives you would want help you would want people to see because at the end of the day you're probably a good human being and you want to help others i just think i don't know you know the world is always changing there's there's always something happening and there's no doubt that documentary photographer i mean there's just no doubt about it that documentary photographers play 
an important role in public opinion and seeing things for the way that they really are. I mean, this is very evident in the United States when it came to the war in Vietnam. When we saw what was really going on, it made a huge change in how we viewed our government and our involvement in war. And the same thing goes for our involvement in the Iraq war and Afghanistan and, and you know, as well as social issues within the United States. I think that a lot of things would be very, very different if it weren't for photojournalists. And so that's it. That's just, that's, it's just so incredibly important that we have documentary photographers that are able to go out into the field and be placed in these uncomfortable situations and try and bring the truth and the light to what's really happening. Because without them, we would never understand. We would never see the truth. We would never make the change. And change is always necessary because change brings hope for so many people. And that's what's most important is bringing change and bringing hope to people's lives, that they're going to be okay, that their mom is going to be okay, that their sister and brother, that their loved one, their father, their grandma is not going to die of starvation because people have seen what's happening and they're coming to help. That's just, that's just what's most important. I think that that's going to end this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on The Pleasures of Photography, a podcast for photographers by photographers. If you want to look at some of the sources that I've been reading uh, to make the very first podcast that I made on Kevin Carter as well as this podcast, I will link those into the description of this episode so you can go and view them for yourself for a little bit of independent research. You can also find me on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, at Jared Tapey, J-A-R-E-D-T-A-P-Y. Uh, and then you can visit my website, which is just www.jaredtapeyphotography.com. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Don't forget to get out there and tell a story without saying a word. Now go make some art that's worth making. <laughs>